everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Fraser Moments podcast. Today I'm joined by a familiar face and voice, um, the lovely Andrew Rogers from Allison and Partners. It's great to have you back, Andrew, on the podcast and this time over the Zoom line. It's great to be back. Thank you so much for having me on again. How has it been? I mean, we know we haven't seen each other face to face since March. I feel like it's been ages. It has been uh, probably the longest six months um, that there ever has been. Uh, but no, I mean, uh, relatively, I think in terms of adapting to remote working and uh, doing our meetings over Zoom, I don't think it's been too bad so far. Uh, and I'm really glad that we can still make this podcast work and still have a chance to talk about all these really interesting topics. I know, I do miss our lovely lunches, though. Um, <laughs> so one thing I wanted to chat to you about today was about the future of business travel and how COVID-19 has kind of paused business travellers Um and when the world opens back up, do you think employees will close down Zoom and get back on planes and trains and traveling again? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic. I mean, from my point of view at our agency, we have been using Zoom for a long time before this even happened. So for us, it wasn't a particularly brand new thing to be switching some of our meetings uh, onto Zoom because you can't always be uh, in the same place um, for every meeting. So I think that for, to a certain extent, Zoom is here to stay. I think people have got used to it. That being said, there are definitely some things that can't be replaced by calls. Um, I generally think that Zoom is very, you know, it's okay for keeping existing relationships going, but it's not very good for building new ones. Um, and there are definitely a lot of areas where it just doesn't replace those sort of in-person interactions that, that you have. So I think business travel, it's still going to be used sparingly um, for a while, but it is coming back and I think it will continue to come back. Um, there were some really interesting stats from uh, a business traveler uh, recently yeah, in the future. Of... Sorry, yeah. I was this as well, and I thought it was like super interesting. The 55 percentage increase in business travel since restrictions eased. And I think that shows a lot of confidence coming back into the market with safety measures that hotels have implemented and that, you know, people do want to still travel after this kind of pandemic ceases to be. So I think that was quite interesting. Yeah, and, and definitely safety measures is going to be the really important thing. And that certainly came out in the report as well. I think it was 40% said health and safety is now a major concern uh, for them as business travelers. So really, when we're looking at it um, in terms of what the industry can do, uh, yeah. it's really focusing on those health and safety areas, I imagine. And I thought it was really interesting how loyalty schemes can be such a big part pre-pandemic, but post-pandemic, that loyalty scheme and that brand loyalty had come down and it was all about health and safety, health and safety, health and safety. So I thought that was really interesting. Zoom has also been a great tool for us. I mean, we're, we're a global company with our head office based in Singapore. And again, like, like you, Andrew, we had Zoom before this all started. And I think it's just made us use it, use it better and use it smarter than we did before. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how we adapt that back into our everyday lives once we're back in the offices properly again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Zoom's great in many ways. Um, and it's, as I said, it's got a time and a place, but people never really used it in the past for things like networking, for things like events. That's why industry events always existed in the past. And it's why going to other offices, at least on, on an occasional basis, has always been really quite important. I think it's also important to remember that when people go abroad, it's not just for that one moment where they talk to that person. It's actually much bigger than that. And uh, I, I think we'll want to talk about this more later, but people do increasingly combine their business trips with their holidays and try and make sure they see some of the city they go to to make sure that they're, you know, experiencing the city uh, that they're in. Um, 
So I think that's important. I think also, you know, as I said, we've touched on some of the stats from this report, but there are plenty there that are, uh, you know, really interesting and really do give a lot of hope for the industry, uh, at least for business travel rebounding. Uh, I think it was 76% said they agreed that being face-to-face with clients is preferable to remote working. Uh, and 60% agree that the majority of deals and decisions just can't be made virtually. So I think while we're in a bit of a holding pattern at the moment, business travel has to come back to bring those sorts of face-to-face interactions uh, back into business. I think for us in hospitality, one of our biggest pieces and our show pieces is showing people the hotels and the experiences that their guests will have, especially on business, showing them the meeting space, you know, showing them the fun things that we can do for their meetings, whether it be cocktail masterclasses, and you just can't replicate that over Zoom. So I think, you know, especially in travel and those travel sectors, it will have to come back because that's how those relationships have worked and evolved. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, there's so much uh, in terms of exploring places, it's just as important as the people you meet. I mean, if you're working in a global business, you need to understand uh, what different markets are like. You need to go out and experience the place. You can't understand everything by talking to someone over Zoom. For sure. And I think one of the things that you said earlier, and I know we'll touch on this more, is this concept of being able to work from a destination but then also see it and experience it and make sure that we're not missing something whilst we're there so I feel that long term you know we will be seeing people um, extending their trips you know why can't you know if work from home has become such a massive thing with head offices you know kind of reducing in size you know why can't we go work from Istanbul for two weeks why can't we go to Dubai for two weeks and work and then enjoy the city in our downtime I feel like that's going to become such a big trend like the workcation element of you know if we can work from anywhere well why don't we go work from anywhere and we've blended so much of our work lives and our personal lives together as it is we're just doing it at home right now so why wouldn't we want to do that while traveling and seeing new places once uh, you know the safety measures are there And I think that will lead to hotels looking to move to remote working spaces. I know at Capri, we have our powwow collective workspace and we've had that as part of the brand for a while. So I just think it's making sure that hotels are ready to be equipped with, you know, not just working in your apartment or your room, but having somewhere else to work within that space that is safe and follows COVID guidelines and making sure that, you know, everyone feels comfortable doing so. But you know, it's going to really, I think it's going to become such an evolving market in hotels. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of hotels have spaces already that um, potentially do a good job of this. As you said, um, Capri uh, has already had these spaces uh, for for quite a while. Um, But I think that's certainly a trend that's going to catch on. Um, There's going to, you know, be more space, Uh, potentially meeting rooms as well will be reconfigured so that they can be used uh, in this sort of way by multiple workers at the same time while also keeping um, separate if they want to. Uh, I, I also would imagine there's going to be an increase in out, the use of outside spaces for potentially these sort of business contexts. I think that will be really interesting. Obviously, so many spaces already have been uh, made the most of when it comes to, you know, how can we use this for um, for leisure travellers? But I imagine business travellers will be just as keen to have more of their meetings outside where that is possible. Yeah. Um, and importantly, I think it's, it's about having everything you need in one place. So, you know, you're not having to necessarily leave the property to be able to work, to be able to plan your trip, to be able to, uh, you know, potentially even have those Zoom calls that you still need to have because you can't be everywhere at once. For sure. And I think even like leisure customers are kind of working whilst they're on holiday now on that. I mean, it could be like an influencer who is their job to sit down and be like, look, I've been been in this great leisure destination. Here's all the things I think you should do. So I think it's, you know, also leisure customers that will see working more from hotels as their 
work life and personal life, like we say, keeps intermixing and becoming one. Absolutely. And there is also, of course, a huge uh, opportunity here for, uh, for, for hotels um, to really be making the use of their rooms if they're empty as co-working spaces. Uh, I mean, there's no reason why they can't get in, in on that, uh, uh, you know, big industry. And in many ways, it actually lends itself much better because you do have separate spaces uh, rather than, you know, trying to make the most of every single space in communal areas, which has up until now really been what most, uh, most of those players have been driving towards. I remember when Hoxton opened in Hoban, there it was like a lobby full of MacBooks. Like you'd go in and like you couldn't even get a seat because it was like ram. Like you'd be sharing tables with strangers, you'd be making, you know, new friends, new connections. And I think that really led well to why people wanted to work there, because it was that busy, buzzy environment, but also an environment where you could network, you could introduce yourself because you could sit opposite someone for six hours whilst you're working. Um, you are going to have end up having a conversation in the chat. I think that was really interesting. And then that's when I think Hoxton's were like, actually, we can even have our own workspace. And I think this was all, I think it was last year that they started to open their workspace. So I think, you know, it is that it was a trend before. And I think it will keep being a trend that, you know, we don't just have to work from home. Uh, we can, when it's safe, go and work from, you know, inspirational places. And I think even those inspirational places are catching it, like you say, you know, there are restaurants who will run out there, who are closing the day and then run out their tables during the day as co-working spaces. It's been a trend for a while. So I guess it's just hotels jumping on that bandwagon and making sure that they're equipped to do the same thing. And and I agree that people will still want buzzy even, uh, yeah. you know, something with a good atmosphere doesn't necessarily have to uh, contradict somewhere being safe at the moment. I mean, there's a reason why, for example, in areas in central London where they pedestrianised large parts of the street um, so people can sit out and eat. Obviously, that's been done because it's safer, but it has actually also still created a really interesting, cool atmosphere. So I think uh, there's definitely an opportunity to do both these things at the same time and to make sure you're keeping people safe. You're putting these regulations in place, but you're still creating an atmosphere that is inspiring, interesting, and a fun place to work and somewhere that you would want to do business. Like, I always think that some of my best work, my best ideas have come from working in inspirational environments that aren't necessarily sat at my desk in my, you know, official work location. So I think it's sometimes it's that inspiration that we all need. And like to look at just see how other things are working to think, oh, actually, like, let me have a thing. And, you know, this is actually, you know, enhancing my work, you know, being somewhere new and having a different perspective. I think it's that enhances us, which is why I think this workcation concept and working from home can take us to new horizons and new places and enhance what we're doing in our work lives and our personal lives. And I suppose it might even be something that businesses increasingly encourage as well, especially in those kind of creative industries where you need people to stay inspired, where actually having people in one place isn't conducive to their best work. Um, so I think there's plenty of opportunities there outside of, you know, if we take away the whole aspect of needing to travel for business to to meet people to be there for specific meetings i think there's benefits beyond that as well yeah i mean i love going to the ho to our hotels and sitting there all day and looking at everybody who comes in the door and you know communicating with our teams there i think it's one of the one of the most interesting parts of my job um for sure i think there's a lot of words being banded around about this kind of like concept at the moment whether it be vacation work hospitality or work near home it's all kind of about again that pleasure lifestyle you know how we can make work and our lives together mix better. 
And I think that, you know, hotel rooms, like you say, will have to be redesigned to become the ultimate work from home space or work from yeah, and this, space. <laughs> yeah, and there's so much opportunity. Uh, I mean, yes, in hotel rooms, but I would say suites especially yeah. are just lend themselves so perfectly to this. Um, you want to have different spaces for where you're working and where you're spending your downtime. I think that's really important. I think anyone who's tried to work out of just one room during this pandemic has probably um, realized that it's it's very difficult. So I think when we're setting up our suites, that's really important. I think there are plenty of ways you can make it the ultimate work from home space. I think a really good desk setup, you can have everything that you need in one space. I think lighting is more important than people probably ever thought before this in terms of making sure that they look presentable on camera. Um, and it's just little things like making sure you've got a stand for your laptop, making sure you potentially got somewhere to put your webcam if you go use a separate one. These are all little things, but actually having the amount of space on a desk and having the space we can set up is going to be important for people for probably quite a long time after, um, after restrictions are eased. Yeah, I agree. I think that that, you know, a part stay model is the way forward in that sense. You know, you can go somewhere else and you can make, you know, whatever you want for lunch. You can go do some yoga in the living room and you can come back to wherever you want to base yourself, whether it be the master bedroom or the second bedroom or, you know, sat outside on the balcony somewhere in one of the apartments. I think there's so many options that can take you to somewhere, again, even more inspiring and enhancing. So I feel like that apartment and that part stay you know service model is going to really be enhanced in this in the next few years absolutely and of course one of the biggest advantages of service departments is you know unlike office space they're much more sanitary um you've got your own space you're not sharing it uh, so things like kettles sinks bathrooms you're not having to worry about who else is using them you're not having to worry about um you know potentially if you get up you have to put your mask on you have to move around you've got to wipe everything down you've got to put your hand gel on uh you can you know remove that while you're in your space i mean i did come across a stat recently that it's something like office tea bags have something like 17 times more germs than the average toilet seat um like offices are you know shared spaces when it comes to offices in the past have never necessarily been the best places and i think especially if you're trying to be very conscious uh during this time which i'm you know a lot of people are having a space that you're looking after like a suite is the best solution so Andrew, one of the things I'm seeing from lots of these surveys and these stats that we're seeing is that confidence looks like it's going to resume once, you know, the pandemic has kind of ceased. I mean, do you see the same thing happening or do you think it's going to go a different way? I think it's going to take some time to build confidence. And I think that's why it's really important that you've got, um, you know, different organisations in, in the hospitality industry setting these standards uh, for, for cleaning, for safety, um, for the sorts of restrictions that... Um, you know, individuals also need to make sure they're adhering to. But I think it's very much a case of building confidence both with individual travellers, so they feel safe to uh, to travel again, um, and then also with the businesses that they work for. Because I think it's very important to say that if they don't feel that they are able to keep their employees safe and they send them abroad, they're not going to restart travel um, anytime soon. Uh, I think something like 58% said their company's duty of care policy is much stricter since the pandemic, um, which really isn't that surprising. So I think it's important that businesses are being brought on side to that being said there are plenty of ways to build confidence um yeah, i think sure. some of that you know comes down to those individual travelers making um you know the right decisions so for example complying with quarantines if they exist making sure they're wearing masks when they're asked um you know potentially track and trace apps as well that are now rolling out in lots of different places and making sure uh they're using those it's going to take you know time to get back to normal 
but I think it is going to get there. And I think when we do, it will be a stronger and better industry um, that is keeping people safe, that's keeping people secure, um, and that has really high uh, standards. I agree. I mean, like if we look at all the certifications we can have now to, to show that we're COVID safe, so whether it be you know, ASAPs, I-S-A-A-P, which we were at Fraser's was a founding partner of, or it be, you know, safe to trade or the AA certification. I feel that, you know, we are proving that they are safe spaces. They've been audited to, to ensure that they are safe spaces. So I think we are, you know, building that confidence back, you know, starts at that base level and just honing back, you know, we are safe, you know, look, look where we've come. Know, since this has started look at all the measures we've put in place the perspects you know, stickers that you know the the managing that hotels are sharing with their customers i think it's always like improving the hostility experience in that sense and it's a it's a big difference especially when you're comparing it to um things like airbnb where you don't have those sorts of um guidelines necessarily there you know i think for people who are really conscious of this it's important that they check um the, the cleaning measures are in place before they go um and also increasingly that's important for the businesses that are booking um, any sort of business travel of course as well because they have their own uh, you know new um regulations in place to make sure they're keeping everyone safe um so no doubt they will have a very close eye on this uh, going forward for sure so with suites and one of the other great things about them as a uh, as space to work from uh, is that you do have the kitchens there and i think that's uh, you know something that's really useful but also great for quality of life I mean I think one of the best things about being away from home I mean there have been plenty of frustrations but one thing that's been good is actually the ability to cook healthy meals um, to be able to kind of break up your day with cooking so for example if you want to I don't know make a lasagna one day um, you can actually do that during your afternoon not compressed to right at the end of the day I think having a kitchen is quite good for people's well-being and um, definitely good from from a health point of view in terms of uh, making sure they're eating healthily, uh, making sure that you're getting kind of, you know, warm meals. You're not just having a sandwich from, um, you know, around the corner every every single day. So I think that's a big thing as well that suites offer that hotel rooms. Uh, I think one of my not. biggest kind of work from home changes was actually like seeing my dog every day. And then, you know, it's, I think it's one of those things that you, you kind of like take for granted that, you know, when you're working five days a week in the office and you're commuting and like you have this lovely dog at home that's waiting for you to come home every day. So I also feel that apartments lend themselves really nicely to bringing your pet with you still. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking at, is this a pet friendly environment? Can I bring my dog? You know, I don't want to leave them at home anymore. I feel like we're all, we've all kind of like moved past that. We've seen like dog sales and lockdown like skyrocket. Um, you know, lots of dogs are going to be like, oh, why are you leaving me now? So I think also the apartment lends itself really nicely to bringing your four-legged friend with you and making sure that you keep that, you know, wellness balance that pets bring you when you're working. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree on that. Um, I think just generally having more space is just very important. Um, and I think just being inspired by new spaces, as you say, if you're looking out the window and you're looking at a new city, um, that's always going to put you in a better frame of mind for work. For sure. And I also think, you know, suites and apartments lend themselves really nicely to, to making your Zoom backdrop look, as we said earlier, like professional and the lighting helps. And I think when we are seeing, you know, big calls and pitches and important presentations, companies are going to want a nice backdrop for their call. They're going to want to make sure that they're looking like they're not, they haven't just, you know, stuck their employee on their, you know, landing on their like, you know, small, tiny desk they actually are looking after their employees. I think that's going to be something that we might see a trend of. 
when we see like, you know, this continue for the next few months, you know, pictures have to be made of presentations, you know, board meetings, stuff like this. So I think we'll see that as a trend in the market as well. Andrew, before we finish up our, our podcast today, if I asked you which of your three destinations would be your ultimate workcation spots, like where would they be? Ooh, that's difficult. So I guess um, if we're assuming that uh, there are no restrictions where you can go to and, um, yeah. you know, we don't have those sorts of things let's in place. Uh, so let's, let's, let's dream because otherwise it's going to be a relatively limited list. Um, I would love to work from Seoul in oh, Korea. Cool. I think that'd be an incredibly interesting city uh, to spend time in. I think you're always going to have a fun night after you're working, uh, going out and exploring. So I'd absolutely say that'd be one of them. I, I, would, I would say I'd love to go um, visit Barcelona again. Uh, I've only been there quite briefly, but I think, uh, again, you've got so much on your doorstep um, and also the food is amazing. So you'd be, I mean, we say we've got kitchens in the suites, but honestly, that would be a waste for me because I'd be out. <laughs> doing that um and then if i had to pick a third one uh probably berlin i think it's a incredibly fun city i've got enough ropey german to just about get me around uh the city um so i think i'd i'd definitely enjoy that to be honest at this stage uh the idea of traveling anywhere is incredibly exciting so you know i think all of the above i would take um no i think those would be mine and I think for me, I kind of like, I every day, I kind of like think about this and like, where would I go today? And I think for me, like, I would, you know, Istanbul is one of my favorite cities in the whole world. And I just love going back every time I discover something new. So I definitely love to work from Istanbul. Um, blue sky, big dream would be sitting in, you know, Hawaii and just enjoying working from Hawaii, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the scenery, enjoying all that those islands have to offer. And then I think I'm going to have to, you know, say one that you said, Barcelona. It's the, one of the best cities in the world. You've got the city, you've got the beach, you've got the food, you've got the culture. So for me, yeah, Barcelona is a top destination. Well, I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the drinks. Thanks for joining us today, Andrew. It's been really interesting and insightful as always. And um, thanks, guys, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. And I can't wait to speak to you guys soon. Bye.